welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. Are you ready for the Word of God today? Can you declare out loud, today my heart is open. My ears are alert to grow and change and never be the same. Amen. And you can take your seats. Who believes that we serve, we believe in, we follow, and we rely on an amazing God? We do, hey. I am blowing away all the time. Just driving my car and dancing around the house like a dad, like I do. And uh, no English, good English there. Um, You know, and I just think, man, just your grace, your salvation, God, you are a good God. You know, sometimes I can't even get the words together and all I can say is good. Like, he's just so amazing and blows my mind and I, I just come all the way down to you're just a good God, purely good. You know, while life has its, has its ups and downs, doesn't it? There's something that we know is that God has a plan to turn all of our sorrow into joy. And that's the title of my message today, Sorrow Into Joy. And that's been the theme this morning already from the worship, from the get-go. It's just amazing. It's all about the joy of the Lord. And Jesus describes the tension between our sorrow and our joy like a woman having childbirth. That's how Jesus describes it. David wrote in Psalm 30, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. See, if we look at life from the level of our situations that we walk through, we will find that we get filled with hopelessness. But if we look at our life from a heavenly perspective, we will be filled with the joy of the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is amazing because it has nothing to do with the circumstances or the sorrows or the pain or the suffering of this life we live live now. The joy of the Lord comes from a heavenly perspective of what has been done for us and where we are going, what Jesus has done for us on the cross. That's where the, the source of the joy of the Lord comes from. And this is why we can live throughout our every single day. And although we might have sorrow in our world, we might be struggling in our world, we might be pushing against the world, sometimes it just feels like we're pushing against life, but we can still have the joy of the Lord inside of us because we know something that many other people don't know, is that the love of Jesus Christ that was on the cross for us, he rose again that we can have a victorious life. And when we look at our circumstances from a heavenly perspective, the joy of the Lord will enter us even though we might be in a season of sorrow in our world. That's good. That's true joy there this morning. So the Apostle John recorded Jesus speaking with his disciples uh, not, not too long before he was about to go to the cross. And Jesus said this in John 16, 16 to 22. Jesus said, A little while and you will not see me. And again a little while and you will see me because I go to the Father. Now, at this point, the disciples started to have a massive conversation 
trying to work out, and I don't, I don't know if you've ever tried to work out what he means. Um, when I was younger in my faith, I used to be confused by that scripture. But then Jesus comes back in in verse 9, and he says, it says, Now Jesus knew that they had desired to ask him. And he said to them, Are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said? A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Most assuredly, I say to you, now listen to this, that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. And you, now that's confusing. <laughs> and you will be sorrowful, sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. 21, a woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish. This always blows my mind, by the way. <laughs> for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore, you know, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and your joy no one will take from you. That's good joy. That's the joy we want. Now, did you notice in verse 20 where it said, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice? Let me ask you a few questions. Have you ever felt that everyone else seems fine when you're going through some tough stuff in your life? It's like, if only people knew what I'm going through. And you come to church, and you put on your shiny face, Guys, you got your aftershave on, you smell them, you're wearing new clothes today. Sometimes you go, suit jacket, you know, and you come to church, you look amazing, but man, if people knew what you were going through. <laughs> you're dealing with sorrow and they're having the time of their lives. You're struggling to put food on your table and they're buying a brand new car. You're sacrificing friendships Go in places because of your faith in Jesus. While everyone else seems to have the time of their lives in the clubs and taking drugs, no remorse, just enjoying life. You're at schoolies serving to safeguard a generation, all while that generation is having the times of their life. Babies are born out of wedlock. Drug overdoses, we even saw it on Monday night, people being wheeled on trolleys to ambulances, you know, because of drugs and just too much alcohol. And so we live in this life, don't we, where, where we make sacrifices because of our faith. And sometimes we question, we're just like, God, why do I have to be like this? Why, why is there all these restrictions around me when everyone else is having the time of their life? Let me tell you something. There is a joy coming. Our Saviour, Jesus Christ, he is coming back. Never forget that. And sorrow may be for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And the joy of the Lord is an everlasting joy. And in all of eternity, you will be dancing, you will be joyful. Any sufferings, any sorrow, any lack, anything you don't have here and now, tell you what, when that day comes... You will go, God, like a, a woman giving birth to a child, you'll go, I can't even remember those 80 years. They just came and went, and now I'm in heaven with a crowd of witnesses looking at my eternity, full of the joy of the Lord, everlasting. Every sorrow will be washed. Your sins will be washed. 
Your tormentation in your mind will be washed away. The power and the blood of Jesus will do its mighty work and it will be finalized in that very moment. You know, never forget, church, there is going to be a split second of a moment that it will change everything. That split second will come. And it doesn't matter what your life looks like now. You need to know that joy is coming like you've never experienced before. It doesn't matter if you've got great cars and houses and you're walking in blessing. There is a joy that is coming that will fill you on the inside that will make all of that look insignificant. It doesn't matter if you're in a third world country right now and life just sucks completely and we look at it and our hearts break and their hearts break. Let me say that in a split second, our Saviour will come back. He'll be riding on a horse and the clouds and the heavens will open. There will be rejoicing, there will be warfare, and he will be the victor, and we will be be victorious because of what he has done. Amen. I tell you what, never forget, never forget. I I make myself to never forget. I, I kick myself in the butt sometimes, and I say, Graham, what are you going on about? When Jesus comes back, everything you sacrifice is worth it. Every person's life that you get to speak to and touch, it's worth it. Every person at your workplace that you're believing for and believing for and believing for and you're looking and you're going, come on God, and you're still believing and you're praying and you're declaring, you come to our monthly prayer meetings and you're laying there in faith, love, hope every year, you're pinning them to a cross. Let me tell you, there is a day that they will find your Saviour, Jesus Christ, and they will see the love of Jesus through your life and it will be worth it. Amen. It will be worth it. I tell you, every prayer, every promise, everything we hang our faith on, it's worth it. The endurance, you know, we run this race with endurance. Amen. Because there is a crowd of witnesses, the Bible tells us, that are waiting for us and they are cheering us on. They are cheering you on. Every day you go to work, You might be looking at your business and it might look like it's going into bankruptcy. Well, let me tell you that I know a God that can fill you with joy that even though that that might be going on, you wake up in the morning with a spring in your step because it's heavenly joy. It's not joy that's bound upon circumstances. It's not joy that's bound upon our bank accounts or the cars that you're sacrificing for 20-something years since I sold my charger. (laughs) The joy of the Lord doesn't worry about all that stuff. There is a Mustang in heaven. Amen. <laughs> I obviously think about it too much, don't I? But I gave that up for my family to buy a house. Then we lost the house. But the joy of the Lord sustained me, amen. (laughs) Enough chat about me, all right. Word of God. So the next bit of this scripture says, and you will be sorrowful, sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. Your persecution, your lack, your pain, your sorrow won't last. God will turn your sorrow into joy. Now you notice 
that it doesn't say that he will take away your sorrow and give you joy. You notice that about the scripture? It says God will turn your sorrow into joy. David said in the scripture that I counted, it was it David, that I'll count it a joy that I walk through sufferings because he knew something. He knew every time I go through sorrow, God has an opportunity to turn that into my joy. God knew that every time the business struggled, that there was an opportunity right there for God to turn that struggle into profit because he would grow our capacity. He would make sure that this business is founded on the word of God and the strength of who God is, not my talents and abilities. You know, every time you go through a relationship breakup, you know, that sorrow that you're going through, God's going, it's okay, because I'm going to turn this into joy. I've got someone even better for you today. You know, whatever it is that you walk through is an opportunity, and the, and the, the scriptures are full of it, that there is opportunity constant. Even though Israel walked for 40 years through the desert, there was an opportunity for them to be turned, the desert to be turned into the promised land. There is always an opportunity for God in your world to turn what you have. If only you would give praise to God for the sorrow to allow him to outwork his joy in your life. Mums in labour. I don't know many mothers who wouldn't go through the whole process again of not fitting clothes, not being able to walk properly, back pain, cravings, Crampings, less money, sweating, all while knowing the pain of giving birth is soon to come, followed by months of no sleep. Not going, this sounds like my story right now. <laughs> not going out with friends, eating cold food while the baby wakes up at dinner time, smelling like wee and poo on their hands even though they just had a shower. I don't know too many mums that actually wouldn't do that again. And just like a mother giving birth, real joy comes through the morning. Otherwise, it's fleeting happiness. You know, all the Mustangs are going to give me is a moment of happiness, a really big moment, (laughs) but but a moment nonetheless. You know, anything that we get in this life, it's for a moment, hey? It's like, honestly, 80 years. That's your max. That's the max habit. You can be super rich, have a Lamborghini, uh, Tobin. You can have all these amazing things in your life. Okay, I'm raising a family full of car freaks. But, um, you know, you can have all these amazing things in your life, but it's just for a moment. The joy of the Lord is forever. And here's the amazing thing. We can access that joy now. Did you know that? You can access that joy now. David, David mastered this craft. You know, even through, you read all the Psalms, they're so up and so down. It's like a, a, a pregnant woman. Like it's, you know, <laughs> David in the Psalms, he was, like, he was like, God, would you just kill everyone? They all suck and everyone's coming against me. And then in the next breath, he's going, I give you praise, Lord, for this, what that I'm walking through because I know that you're with me. You are the God of this kingdom and every person will serve you. And we give you praise. And we get, he understood this tangible. Tension. And there is true tension. If you're a human in this place, we have sorrow. 
okay? And there is a tension here. But God, when we give our hearts to God, he gives you an amazing gift. It's the Holy Spirit. And he gives you the strength to find the joy of the Lord even in the situation you're in right now. And I, and I say this with much respect, but I don't care the situation you're in right now. There is joy found in it. It's not about the severity of the situation. Some people definitely go through worse things than others. Life is not fair. I teach my kids and I always have, don't look for a fair life. Don't go to school and complain to the teacher, well, it's not fair. Don't come to mum and dad and say, well, you gave him $6 and I only got 5 We don't do fair in our family. Like Life is not fair. You know, I was born in an amazing country. I was not born in Cambodia. And I was a male and not a girl in, in Cambodia. You know what I'm saying? Like, life is not fair. It's not about fair. It's about God in all circumstances is true, real, and we can find him no matter. Let me tell you today, or if you're listening to this, that no matter what you're walking through, God is there with you. If you're driving in a car, if you're sitting in church, he's right beside you. He is in you. He is with you. And he wants to fill you in this situation you're in right now. Would you just cry out, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I've got no idea what to do with this business, but I cry out to you. And I say, God, rescue me like you did David. Would you rescue me in my kingdom? Would you rescue me in my, my family? Would you rescue my child? God, I will not come to you and say, life is not, not fair, and I will not come and blame you for these things that are happening as a result of sin. Thank you, Adam and Eve, for that. Like, God, if anyone, I'm going to blame Adam and Eve, right? right? So, God, I'm not going to blame you because humanity disobeyed your word. We can't blame God when we're the disobedient ones. We we can't live a life with sexual relationships outside of marriage and then be upset with God because you can't handle the life you now have. What we need to do is suck it up and say, God, would you allow your spirit to overflow my world right now? And I press into you. And in this situation, would you give me joy? Would you help me to have a heavenly perspective about my life? Because this child that was just born out of wedlock is an amazing child. They might be the pastor of City Point North one day. And God, would you do an amazing thing? Because you formed them before they were born. You even knew that I was going to make this, what I call a mistake. You knew, I'm not a mistake, I just did something that wasn't in line with your word. But here's the amazing thing of our God. He's a good God. Here's the amazing thing. He will even bless the mistake. What we call a mistake, heavenly perspective is a blessing. God, would you help me see the blessing and not see the mistake? I've done something that I shouldn't have done. And here's the beauty and all you got to do is repent and allow the love of Jesus to come over. And he will take the sting off that in a moment. He will take the sting away. You will still remember because you're human, okay? But he will take the sting. He'll fill you with love. He will fill you with peace. And then he'll fill you with joy. It's the joy of the Lord. And that didn't come from anything we could obtain ourselves. Amazing, hey? He's a good God. He's a good God. In Hebrews 12, 1-2, it says, Let us lay aside every 
weight. Every weight. Not some, not what we can do today. He's calling you today, church. He's saying to you, would you lay aside every weight? Would you lay aside everything, every burden, every struggle, every so He wants to take it all from you. That's good. Would you lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us? Who knows it's easy? Would you lay that weight aside? Would you lay that sin and give it to God and say, God, you know, I know today's meant to be a new day, but it's only nine o'clock and I've already sinned. Like, God, I give it to you because it so easily ensnares me. I need the strength that the Lord gives me. In my own strength, I can't do it. I need yours, God. Would you fill me with your strength? And let us run with endurance. You know what that means? It means you might wake up the next morning and go, it's the new day of the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Then you got to 9.05 today and you've said, you sin. He's going with endurance, the race that is set before you. You might have sacrificed and not hung out with your, your friends going to pubs and clubs and doing what they're doing, you know, smoking dope and ice and all this stuff or, you know, just hanging out and forgetting about church on Sundays. And he's saying, would you run with endurance? He's saying sometimes Sunday morning after a party, Saturday night is really hard, but where's your priority? Is it in the house of the Lord? Was it the party last night? Because if you're willing to stay up to one in the morning, well, then your priority just needs to be God, I'll crash after church. But man, so that's on you, right? Not on God in his house. You know, so would you run with endurance? Would you say, I struggle, I stuff up all the time, but God, I want to run this with endurance and just get up and go again. Church, would you go again? Would you get up today? Would you go again? You know, would you not let that sin have power over you where it starts playing in your mind and you start to go, oh, I've got anxiety and really all it is is you didn't take that thought captivity and say, I'm going to run with endurance today. But what you did is allow the thought to go over until it started to come over you and you just felt the pressure and the weight of sin. When God says, man, I've given you the spirit, I have given you my spirit, and if you would just call out and allow him and let that endurance come into you, that backbone come into you, and run this race to the end. Verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus. That's how we do it. That's, that's the answer right there. Is continue to, uh, I think Mal said this one, lift up your head. Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, this is how he endured the cross. This is what Jesus did. For the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. And he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The reward. Jesus did it. And he's calling us. You can do it too. Philippians 4.4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. See, our rejoicing is in the Lord. Not in what we have or how great life is at the moment. 
Our joy is in knowing that soon our sorrow will be turned into joy. Just before the music team comes up, Chris, if you just want to stand at the back, I've just got something to show you in a sec. Bit of inspiration this morning. And no one will be able to take that joy from you because it's God's joy that he's given you. That's good, isn't it? There's nothing and nobody that can take the joy of the Lord from you, no matter what. With Jesus, in the end, you will be victorious. You know, whenever I meet someone uh, that's given their life to God recently, for the next few months, they always talk about how grateful they are, how good God is, how they are working hard to turn their life around, that they can't believe that God loves them. And you know what? Just five minutes ago, before they gave their hearts to God, they were struggling, they were tormented, life sucked, and they were at church as the last resort. They give their hearts to God, and they just get months of, I can't believe, like the awe of God. Doesn't matter what we go through, hey, when we get that heavenly perspective, never lose your first love that you had with Jesus Christ. Don't allow... Don't allow life to wear us down. Run with endurance the race. It's a good race. This is the best race. Oh, no, no other place I'd want to be except for right here, right now. Can I be honest? Can I be really honest with you guys? Like, sometimes, like, I question myself a lot. <laughs> like, God, am I really called? You know, I put on the, I do what Carolina, Carolina Gunzer told me to do, put on the coat every day. I'm anointed, I'm called. I'm, you know what? But when I get up and preach, man, I'm in a zone. Like, I love it. Like, this is where I'm meant to be. Right? Don't let life wear you, wear you down. You know, in your workplace, that's where you're meant to be. You know, when you speak the, the love and the, the victory and the joy, that's what you're meant to do. It flows off your lips like honey. Amen. It, it comes to your mind and to your heart like honey. And if it doesn't, cry out to God and say, God, I'm your child. What's going on right now? There should be a free flowing of your spirit in my life. And he will give it to you. Amen. Because there's no better race to run than the race that we are running. Anyway, I kept the band back there because I just wanted to show you a little something today. And I, and I promised it to my brothers uh, back here that I was going to bring a little bit of old Pentecostal to church this morning. Seems it's a, a joyful morning. Would you like to know how I grew up? Yes. So there's an amazing man called Ron Cannoli. Really, John, really. <laughs> And he wrote a song called You Turn My Morning Into Dancing. And uh, my dad and I... <laughs> no. <laughs> One thing I'll never show is my singing or my dancing. Um, Ron Cannoli was an amazing American worship leader. And um, this is my era that I grew up with. My dad and I used to sit on the lounge and, um, you know, we just used to drool over the bass player. And God blessed my dad one day. And the bass that you, if you see it in this video, we actually brought that bass guitar. The only one that ever came to Townsville. 
Honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. I reckon it was a miracle. Like, God knew how much we wanted to praise him through this bass guitar. But anyway, so we're going to listen to this song that I grew up on. Why don't we throw it on, guys? Need to turn the lights off.
How good's that, eh? That's how I grew up in church, dancing like that. <laughs> hey, Psalms 30:11, and I'm going to close with this. It says, "You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy." Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? Today, will you choose joy in your life? Would you allow God to change your clothing today? And would you allow him to clothe you with joy? The joy of the Lord, the Bible says, is our strength. And if we're going to run this race with endurance, if you're going to run the the race of your business with endurance, mothers, if you're going to raise your children with endurance, fathers providing for your family with endurance, or you can swap that around these days, um, you know, whatever it is, with endurance, we need the joy of the Lord to be our strength. Amen. When we close our eyes, Father God, we just want to thank you for your word. It's true. And Father, it's life. And it is full of joy, Lord God. Amazing stories. It's just littered with stories, Lord God, of war and murder and, and death, Lord God. But always threaded through everything is the victorious spirit, a spirit where you conquer and reign and you fill your people with joy. And then ultimately, Lord God, where your son Jesus will come back for us. Lord God, what a joyous day that will be. Father, would you keep our minds set on that day? Father, as we walk through our day-to-day life, I pray that, Father, anxiety and depression, Lord God, and longing, Lord God, would not be the testimony of City Point North, Lord, would not be the testimony of us people here today, Lord God, but the joy of the Lord as our strength would be our testimony today. Father, would you clothe us today with your joy, I pray, over each person in Jesus' mighty name. We all said... Amen. Amen. Awesome. Hey, um, you might be here also. You've just been listening to this whole thing and you're just like, man, I'm like, I, I need to, first of all, I want to be part of whatever this is. Like, I've just got to be part of God. I've got to be part of what Jesus has done for my life. Can I, I'm giving you an invitation right now to give your heart to Jesus. But this is not what I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to join a religion. I'm not asking you to join a cult. I'm not asking you to sign something on your way out to say that you're part of this clan. I'm not asking you to do any of that. I'm asking you, would you give your heart to Jesus today? Jesus, the man, the son of God. Jesus. He died on the cross. He rose in victory. That's the important thing. He rose in victory. And why did he do that? so that his spirit could come that you would rise in victory also. The Bible said that Jesus was so excited when he left earth and went to heaven. He he said to his disciples, there's one of me, but who I'm about to send, he can be with all of you at any one time. And it was the spirit of God. 